Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for once again tuning in to another episode of the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. As always, it's an honor and a privilege. Yours truly, the 26-year-old piece of gold of franchise, better known as the Showstopper. And with me as always, I got my tag team partners, my brothers, my family, me familia. Introducing, first up, the Human Encyclopedia of Wrestling. Joe knows everything, the flawless phenomenon, flawless Joey V. And across the way, as always, we got the Carmel Cody, the light-skinned Teddy Pendergrass, a.k.a. Mr. One, Two, Three, Pin That Ass Down K. Breezy, better known as Two Cold Kimbro. Join the evolution of the revolution of professional wrestling podcast, and that's the bottom line. It's about to go down. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Generation Wrestling Podcast. As always, it's yours truly, the 26-year-old piece of gold, the franchise, better known as the showstopper. And with me, as always, I got my tag team partners, my brothers, my family. First up, we have the human encyclopedia wrestling, the flawless phenomenon. Joe knows everything. Flawless, Joey V. How you doing? I got to give a shout out to my mom because I told her I would and because she said she would listen. Happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday, Mama Flawless. <laughs> woo woo. Woo woo. And across the way, as always, we got the Karma Cody, the light skinned Teddy Pendergrass, aka Mr. One, Two, Three. Pin that ass down, K Breezy, better known as Two Cold Kimbro. How you doing? What up, man? Ready to do this, man? You sound, why you sound so sleepy, man? Well, man, because I am sleepy. I stayed up just for yeah, you guys. It's just past the bedtime. You yeah. I, 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 I stayed up just for you guys. I finished a three hour movie to make sure I didn't fall asleep. <laughs> All right. Well, shit, let's kick it off then. All right, man. Let's go. Let's go. Well, to start off the Monday Night Raw review show, at the beginning of the show, man, we got Seth Rollins promo. He came out, of course. Teamed up with his goons in the words of Samoa Joe, the false messiah himself, uh, came out, man, alongside AOP. And uh, he, he pretty much gave a speech, man, that we was all anticipating. You know, he said, you know, the crowd was the reason he turned and he did what he did. And, you know, pretty much if you can't beat him, join him. Uh, he also said, that, you know, being a leader is about more than just, you know, leading the locker room. It's about making an unpopular decision. Uh, and he also stated that he had a payment to make and a debt to collect. Uh, K Breezy, what did you think of the promo? And uh, where do you th- see AOP going alongside the Seth Rollins in the near future? Uh, I don't really know. Um, the promo was okay. Um, you know, this was, I guess now that Seth is healed, so him being annoying is okay. But, uh, uh honestly I'm not really sure where AOP go. Eventually I'm I'm assuming uh a tag team title run along when um whenever Rollins decide he wants to go after the WWE championship. Uh but right now I just see him being the goonies for uh Seth Rollins. Flawless, what's your thing? Yeah, man, I agree. Uh I mean he's gonna be authors of painter, the new J and J on steroids. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, um, you know, his promo was not that bad. You know, it was heel Rollins. I mean, I've heard, you know, better heel promos from him, but it was not bad. It was basically like, you either with me or against me. If you don't fall in line of what I have to say, you're going to get your ass kicked. And that's basically what he's saying to the whole locker room. I'm a leader. 
you don't like the way I lead, guess what? You're going to get beat down. So, but where does he go from here? Uh, I don't know. Next pay-per-view is the Rumble. I don't know. I don't think he wins it two years in a row. I think him and Owens will probably have a match at the Rumble. But I don't see Rollins winning the Rumble. Yeah, I don't, I don't see Rollins winning the Rumble either, but, you know, we, we'll definitely get into that a little later. Next up, we have a rematch from the night before at TLC. We have the OC versus the Viking Raiders. Um, <laughs> the OC won clean uh, via the Magic Killer. Question mark on the number one contenders. Excellent commentary by Samoa Joe. I guess my question would be to you guys before I go to Flawless. What was the point of having the OC win clean on Monday Night Raw if they were going to have a no contest the night before? Shouldn't that have been flipped, in my, you guys' opinion, or do you think you know this made the most sense? Uh, I think it made the most sense because last night, I think, was for, I think uh, at TLC was for the tag team titles, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. so Somewhere where on Raw it was a non-title match, so that that's why I think it made sense. Like I don't think you want to keep you can't keep burying talent when it comes to the Viking Raiders. Like eventually they're gonna have to lose. Like they can't just beat everybody. Like they're good, but they're not gonna beat everyone and just go undefeated. So you know it made sense in a way that the OC doesn't take a loss. But then that Monday they can have that not that they can have that brag that you know they've pent the uh, Viking Raiders that you know they've given them their first loss so right. they can brag on that and you can kind of build a title run. Uh, you know we asked this question on the last podcast. Now that the pay per view is over with, you have six weeks to start building something. So what are you going to start doing? So I think this is just what this is. You know this is something that's going to build to a eventual tag match. Uh, Will it make it to the Rumble? I don't know. There's no – yeah, I don't know. It's too early to see, but we'll see what happens in a couple of weeks because I'm sure uh, I'm sure the OC will definitely get a title shot after uh, picking up this victory. Next, next up, we got uh, – Jesus. Eric Rowan in this case, whatever it is. Um, another squash match for Rowan. <sighs> This is the question I want to ask you guys because we've been seeing a lot of squash matches. Um, I read an article online, Paul Heyman. The reason that Raw specifically uh-huh. has so many squash matches is because they want to try to build up the guys, pretty much give them cheap wins to build up their win-loss record, but also to kind of show off their moveset a little bit. For a guy like Eric Rowan and a guy like the Viking Raiders, do we see this logic actually working out or actually seeming to hurt them more uh, as a fan of the product? K. Breezy, I'm going to you first. Hold on. Uh, I want you to ask that one more time. What 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 is Heyman doing with the talent? So, basically, uh, what I read was Paul Heyman. If you notice lately, the last couple months, there's been like hella squash matches on Raw. Mm-hmm. So pretty much the whole point behind that is to basically give the superstars a cheap, you know, basically to bump up their win loss record, pretty much. So for you be the win loss, have, so, so so you be the the so they got to bump up the win loss record that they don't keep a track of, and exactly. try to make 
and try to make them seem legit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh-huh. And, 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 and another thing that he said uh, was to also get the guy's characters and moves over. Uh, but to me, that logic seemed to have failed a long time ago when he tried it with the Viking Raiders. Then he tried it with what Alistair Black for a minute. Now you're going with Eric Rowan. Flawless. You sound like you had something to say. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to add to the article. What Heyman's <laughs> trying to do is kind of like what they did in the 90s. You know, like a lot of, you know, jobbers get beat up by talent. You know, like on Raw, Nitro, and well, I guess you say Raw and Nitro back in the day. That didn't really happen on SmackDown. Maybe SmackDown a little bit. But like Nitro and Raw, you know, you would have like, say, like Hugh Morris versus a jobber, you know, or, or somebody like that. So Heyman's trying to do that to build them up. Uh, I mean, okay. I mean, that's cool. But the problem is, is when you, when you do that and then they fight somebody like, okay, take Andrade. The dude's been winning, you know, jobber matches for, you know, for months. And so have the Viking Raiders. But when it came to them actually fighting someone, uh, there was very little for them to do. There was very little story. There was very little, you know, you Andrade's already had enough matches where I, I understood why he lost to Seth Rollins because it was about the captain's match. But, uh, man, you, you could have had a rematch and had him beat Seth Rollins or – you could have had him in one of these title matches that you had, you know, for the United States Championship for the last couple of weeks. So I don't really like I get it, but I, I don't really like it because when you actually do put him in something like Andrade has been losing for the last two weeks. Like, how are you building him for the next thing? Like, I, I get it. You needed to build Herberto, but I'd rather he beat someone like Cesaro, who you've been burying. You know, or, you know, someone like that where you've been burying them. So it's, it doesn't really it doesn't hurt them to lose because they've already been losing. Well, speaking of Cesaro, I'm not Cesaro, uh, Andrade. We're actually going to get on that in a second because you actually made a very good point. And uh, this next match we're going to talk about pretty soon is actually going to tie into that. Uh, next up, we got the Liv Morgan vignette. Um, after, <clears throat> excuse me. After this. We got Lana, Bobby Lashley, boo, whatever. All right, now going back to Andrade. So we had a gauntlet for what we were told at the time to be for a U.S. title opportunity. You got Tazawa, Ricochet, Umberto, Truth, Hardy, Andrade. Match winners following. Truth Truth loses to Tazawa via the infamous roll-up. Tazawa loses to Ricochet. Ricochet beats Hardy, roll-up. Carrillo beat Ricochet, and Andrade beat the dog shit out of Carrillo on the outside just for Rollins and AOP to come out, beat him up, beat up Rey Mysterio, paying this debt that he said earlier in the night for giving KO the pipe, curb stomps him, and challenges Rey Mysterio for the title. Guys, we just had this long-ass gauntlet, and then all of a sudden Seth Rollins comes out and says, hey, you know what, Uh, I think I want to fight for the title. How do you guys feel about that? Who want to go first? Go ahead, Flo. All right. Uh, I did like Andrade giving Carrillo the, uh, his finisher on the, you know, cement. I thought that was nice. Uh, yeah, that was my whole thing. Like, why would you have this gauntlet match? And then 
you have no winner. You know, whoever wins call it, man, it's going to be the number one contender. I was excited when I saw Andrade. I'm like, sweet. We're going to get Andrade versus Rey Mysterio. Andrade's going to win. This is going to be freaking awesome. You know, like, this is what we want. This is, you know, they put on a great matchup on, on SmackDown. Andrade's going to be the U.S. champion, you know, because they got a new design for the U.S. title. Can't wait. And then Seth has to ruin it all. But I don't know if he actually ruined it. I think Andrade, you know, I mean, yeah, Andrade did that to Carrillo, so he couldn't really pin him. Uh, do I still think they'll probably give Andrade the win? Probably. But Rollins coming out beating up Ray Mysterio with the pipe. I mean, it's kind of, I thought it was kind of funny when he's like, Ray, Ray, I just wanted to give you this. And you want, and you just came and you just attacked us for no reason. I was giving you this. And then he tells him, you owe me. Goes to leave, then curb stomps him. I like that. You know, makes the crowd even hates Rollins even more. But the gauntlet match, you know, yeah, let me down. Yeah, uh, not only did the gauntlet match let me down, but half of the people that was participating in it let me down also. Where's Drew? Where, where, where's Where's Cedric? Where's uh, hell? Well, okay, I understand why Alistair Black wasn't there. He had a broken nose. Uh, where? <laughs> I mean, where? Tazawa, our truth, like really, like why? Why was? Why were they in this? Uh. I've always said that, you know, like, I, I get why Samoa Joe wasn't. He was doing commentary. So there's some people, I understand why they weren't in the match, but there were others where it's like, you could have had them. Why weren't they there? But that that was one disappointment. Uh, the other disappointment, again, was the finish. Uh, even though when Ray came out later, you know, he issued a challenge to Andrade, but, you know, he accepted the challenge of Seth Rollins, but... I, I didn't like that finish. Um, I, I didn't like, I didn't care for our truth and Tazawa and Mike Hardy to be in this match. So it was kind of a downer. I rather it just been, um, you could have just gave me a triple threat match between Ricochet, Carrillo, and Andrade. Like that probably would have been, that probably would have been a better match. And you could have just let that go on for like 30 minutes and it would have been fine. But uh, the finish, I hated the finish. Uh, Rollins coming down didn't ruin it, but it definitely set up for a matchup I've never seen. I've never seen Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio, so I'm actually kind of excited for that. And with the championship being on the line, yeah, I know there's spoilers. I'm sure the match will get interfered, but uh, I'm still lightweight, kind of excited to see Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. So that that was probably the one plus out of that whole entire little uh, part of the show. Mm-hmm. Next up, we got Oscar versus Deanna Perrazzo, the virtuosa. Guys, we all tasted earlier. I think we were all pretty much impressed with Deanna Perrazzo for more than one reason. Uh, but I will, I will say this. My biggest complaint about this match was this. You know, unless you watch NXT, NXT UK or whatever, the, you know, whatever the brand may be, you don't know who Deanna Perrazzo is. So for them to build her up, give her this whole video package, and then to basically come out and lose to Oscar on her very first match. How do you guys feel about that, considering usually when they do stuff like this for a new talent, they pretty much go over? I didn't have a problem with the match. Um, I had a problem with them not 
showing the video package. Like that should have been one of the things they advertised in the beginning of the show. You know, we always harp on it. You know, what are the little things that AEW does? That's so awesome. They give you a rundown of who's fighting for the show. This would have been a nice little rundown to have where you could have introduced or you could have showed little video packages leading up to the match. And then you could have got people, you know, it, it, it wouldn't have been like a week or two time, but introducing her at the beginning of the show, you know, when you first get that first big group of people to watching, you wanted to, you know, get that out there. Cause some of those people might've been NXT fans and they might've known who she is. So you might've gotten a little bit more, you know, press for it, but, um, I didn't have a problem with the match. I love the fact that when she walked out, she took her jacket off and then she kicked Oscar right in the face. Loved it. I thought that was awesome. She won me over just doing simply that. Uh, she held her own in the ring. Uh, I didn't have a problem with her losing um, because we're not sure if this is a major call up just yet. Like you say, with, with, with the explanation that Heyman's just having people come up and wrestle, I can, I can kind of, uh, I can kind of now understand why she got called up and why she why she lost. So I didn't have a problem with it. Um, it was a good match. I like her style. I want to see more of her. Yeah, yeah. I love Deanna. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, they're giving uh, – so what they're doing is they're making like kind of like the jobbers, you know. Again, we're going to go back to the jobbers. They're taking these, like, I think what they're going to do with the women is take these NXT girls that are probably on the house shows, you know, when NXT goes around that are not on TV yet mm-hmm. and 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 use them as, like, the jobbers to, like, say, like, a Charlotte and Asuka, Becky Lynch, Kyrie Sane, which probably won't, we won't, probably won't see Kyrie Sane until next year because of her concussion. But that's what they're pretty much going to do. And I didn't have a problem with Deanna losing. Well, I'm I'm, I'm going to – so I guess my second question uh, to this match – well, not even to this match, but to one of the women in this match, one of the best women in the division, uh, Oscar. I liked Becky Lynch's promo. I, I know we're kind of skipping past uh, – skipping forward a little bit, but, I mean, you know, it's relevant to what I'm saying. So, you know, you know, Becky Lynch, she she cut a promo uh behind the scenes, you know, backstage or whatever. And she pretty much says, you know, that, you know, management pretty much hasn't really let her get her her comeuppance, if you will, her her one on one back, her vengeance, her her win back against, you know, Oscar. Do we see WWE building Oscar back as a legit dominant threat, or do we see this as a temporary fix? Just because she's got a rivalry coming up with the man Becky Lynch, or do we see this as a continuation of where they dropped the ball at what two years ago now? Uh, well, okay, so the promo was awesome. I actually liked the promo, uh, because it felt kind of truthful mm-hmm. that WWE's kind of just been protecting Becky Lynch, like they're not letting her kind of battle females and, and battle people like like she wanted to, like she kind of was after WrestleMania where she was kind of fighting anybody. Like that was the one thing we liked, like, okay, at least she's fighting different people. We can get, I can get on board with that. Uh, the thing of what Asuka is, this, so this is right around the same time last year when Asuka kind of went on her run and and won and, and, and won the championship at TLC last year. And then she beat Becky at the Royal Rumble this year. And then so it 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 
this feels like this is Oscar's time. She gets the three month push, and then that's it. Uh, I I wouldn't mind it, but you know, my only thing with that is Oscar's the tag team champion, so I don't see her winning both belts. Uh, which means that you kind of predicting that Becky Lynch is gonna beat her, like where I want to feel like Oscar, where I want to feel like Becky doesn't have a, a have a chance. But um, yeah, I I'm excited for it. I want to see it. Uh, it's a good it, it's a good match. They had a good match last year. But yeah, flawless. Uh, so I I'm gonna say both to your question. Uh, I think they're doing this because maybe they dropped the ball two years ago. And maybe they're doing this because who else is Becky going to feud? And also, I think they're doing this just in case, say, if Kyrie Sane is out of the picture right now because of her concussion and what happened at TLC. And I think they're I think they're doing like a little test run because Kyrie Sane's contract's up and she leaves. What are we going to do with Asuka? And, you know, Asuka's the only heel right now, pretty much on Raw, for Becky to feud with. Who else do they have? Well, well speaking of Kyrie saying, uh, you brought up a pretty interesting situation. Her, her contract is coming up. You got the Royal Rumble. Of course, the Royal Rumble is the start of the road to WrestleMania. Um, I guess my, my, my question would be this. You know how WWE loves to add on time for injured superstars. Do we see WWE, just saying, possibly not clearing Kyrie longer than necessary to add time onto her contract? Uh, I think they could. It's very, very likely possibility. That's if she's happy. If she, if she's. I hear she. They say she's she is considering, you know, at least looking around, seeing what her options are. But um, uh, they are uh, there. There's a good chance she, if she's not happy with her character or the direction, she could possibly go. Man, and all right. Well, let's 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 get this next last match out the way because it, it, it's 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 a lot I want to talk to you guys about. Um. Next up, we got AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, versus Mr. RKO, the Viper, the Apex Predator himself, Randy Orton. Uh, Orton actually got the win in this one. Uh, OC jumped in. You know, they jumped Orton. The Viker Raiders came out to help. They got their asses whipped up and down by the OC as well. Guys, what did you think of this last match? Uh, did you like it? Did you not like it? What did you think about the interference between the OC and the Viking Raiders? And where do we see Hey, Jay Styles and Randy Orton from here. Damn, we're all the way at the end. We are. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, maybe you should just do the show from now on, franchise. Man. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh, man. You go, boy. All right. right. All right. Um, <clears throat> you want to go for us or you want me to go? Oh, the floor is yours, sir. All right, so the match was awesome. I, I, the match was actually as good as I thought it should be. Randy Orton selling the cap, the calf crusher was awesome. Uh, Styles, th- their back and forth was just nice. This is the Randy Orton I want to see when he's 
going up against someone and he's motivated, you know, to 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 go out there and put on a good match. And Styles is most definitely somebody you can get motivated to go up against. Um, I like the ending where they they teased they were going to do the phenomenal forearm, but Randy, you know, his his leg was hurt, and then um, so Styles thought he Styles thought he got him, and he went to go for it again, and Orton caught him with an RKO. Uh, it, it was just nice back and forth, just on the outside, you know, everything. Uh, of course, OC comes down. They beat up Orton. Viking Raiders come out. They help him, but the OC gets the best of them. So I, I, six-man tag next week, I'm fine with it. But, um, yeah, I, for the main event match, I thought it was, uh, it was a great match, a good way to end the show. Uh, yeah, I uh, agree, man. Great match, and I'll tell you this, man. Like K. Breezy said, that spot where Randy like played off like the calf pressure, like it was hurting his foot, like you know, like Styles went to go do the phenomenal form, and Randy's like, ah, nah, ah, my, my foot, my foot, and then he did it again. Then Randy tricked him into the RKO. That was done perfectly. Uh. The match itself, like I said, it was great. These two have a good connection in the ring. Um, I think they continue this feud. Um, I don't know for how long, but um, if they do decide to split them up, I don't know where each goes. Like, I would love to see AJ Styles win a Royal Rumble. Not gonna lie. Uh, but it was a good ending to Raw, even though the ratings don't say it. But here's something crazy. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll get to this one when I get into the ratings. But, you know, not bad match. Not bad way to end Raw. All right. Well, now that, you know, we kind of got Raw out of the way. Um, guys, we're heading into 2020. AEW, WWE. Let's give our honest thoughts, man. Right now, as it stands, Raw, SmackDown, what are some changes that your guys' opinions need to absolutely happen in 2020? All the stuff we've been saying. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, <clears throat> well, let me, you- well, I, I guess my, let me, before I let you finish, let me ask you this. Let me be a little more specific. Let's take the first half of 2019. So let's go from January to June. And then let's go from July, the Heyman era, quote unquote, Triple H era, until now. Do we see, did we see a progression in WWE programming, not including NXT? But did we see a progression or did we see a decline or did we see a flat line in the product this year? I thought it was just the same. Uh, hit hit or miss with certain stuff. Uh, there'd be a moment where you saw something good starting up, and then they would just they would. There was a lot of times they just ended programs, you know, for no reason. There, there, you would see a matchup that would do pretty good, and you know, it'd be something you want to see, and then all of a sudden, you just wouldn't see it no more. And so I, I feel like they did a lot of that. Uh, you know, of course, you know, we got some good matchups and some good matches, but it, it was consistently just stopping starts. Gosh, you guys, you flawless. 
you've been very vocal about WWE this year, man. Uh, what are, what are your thoughts? Oh man, I hope it's not the same next year as it was this year, but it probably will be. <laughs> uh, I see only ah, I see AEW trending upward. I see AEW and NXT both trending upward. And I see Raw and SmackDown going downward. Something's got to change. But I don't know if anything can change. Like, you got to get out of this PG era. And we talked about it in our very first Generation of Wrestling podcast episode. Well, you know, it's just the end of the PG era. And we thought it would be with Bischoff and Heyman. Now, thinking back, I don't think that's the case. I think you're still going to get the same shit in 2020 that you got in 2019. Okay. Well, that is that's my guy. Flawless, man, if you would, can you please give us the ratings for this, this past Raw? Do you have them? Yes. All right, man, shoot him at me. All right. Uh, this <laughs> Monday Night Raw's ratings. Uh, the show set an all-time non-holiday low with 2.05 million viewers. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. And so, okay. Last have- week was a 2.154. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you said this was a two point, what was it? 2.05. Sheesh. Uh, the third hour was a 1.8. Damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, hold on. Uh, first, the third hour and woman 18 to 49 dropped 20%. <laughs> First to third in May, eighteen to forty nine dropped twenty four percent. Yeah, and hold on, let me see the over fifty fuckers. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> and the only reason the drops were not near record breaking was because the major audience, those over fifty, were only down eight percent. Oh man. Uh, here's here's something that's really interesting. What was rare is that in 18 to 49 range, besides NFL-related shows that always beat Raw, it also lost to three episodes of Love and Hip Hop, as well as <laughs> Below Deck on Bravo in the 18 to 49. Of course. But you Damn. know what? You know what segment is good for Raw in the ratings? It's the freaking Eric Rowan shit. Really? Because people want to know what's in that damn sack. <laughs> what the fuck? Mm. Oh man! And that's right. Vince okay. McMahon. Vince McMahon has his hands on that. He loves that whole thing. All right, so so let me ask you guys. Speaking of wanting to know, all right, so there's been many theories flying around about Liv Morgan and you know her her new character. Uh, so <laughs> I don't like now, it. Now, uh, I don't, I don't, it's, it's, there's a reason. There's, uh, there's, 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 there's a reason I'm asking you because I I knew you was gonna come up KPC. That's all I'm asking. Bray Wyatt, when he first when he first started doing his vignettes, 
for his new character. At first, we were kind of confused on what the hell was going on. First, he came out kind of as a Mr. Rogers type, and he seemed like almost like Mr. Rogers. Then he morphed into the fiend. Now he's the morphed in almost kind of like this adolescent, this child, if you will. And it's you, 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 you see the, the progression. So do we see Liv Morgan? Do we see her character or the progression of her character is drawn out like the fiend? Do we see it as a swerve where it's something completely different than what we're expecting? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you get to that, I got to let you guys know this. You guys are both going to laugh. What's speaking, up? Speaking of the fiend, okay. My wife showed me this today. So my son did a little paper at school, you know, like, you know, little papers. What are you thankful for? Blah, blah, blah. He put, I am thankful for the fiend because he's the best wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> hey, well, shout shout out to him. This little nine or ten year old me would have been scared shitless of the fiend. <laughs> yeah, he loves the fiend. <laughs> uh, but uh, do I think it could be a swerve? Maybe, but I don't think so, man. I'll tell you this, man. It's crazy because when when I heard Liv Morgan talk, you know, yesterday talking about like her character, like this is me. Right, Liv Morgan's from Jersey. When you hear her speak, man, she has a Jersey accent. Right. So when she spoke, so when she did that vignette on Raw, I'm like, hold on, that didn't sound like Liv Morgan. But Ooh. oh, she was looking sexy. Okay, I'm, I'm so, interested to see. I, I no, <clears throat> because one, it comes off as a Mandy Rose ripoff. Two, um. Uh, no, she hasn't done anything to make me really. Uh, okay, I'm not going to just it, don't knock it till you see it though. You know, you know what? I was. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not, I'm not going to bomb on it yet, but I didn't like what I first saw. Like it was like, I, that's not. I don't know. I want to. I don't know what I wanted different from her, but. I don't think I I don't want sexy. Like I don't like there's enough there's enough of that there. Like I don't I want something different. It just just be rough and rugged. I I don't I don't know. Be the same chick you were but be a little more serious. But I I'm I'm going to wait to see what it turns out to be, but I didn't like that because that just seemed like something cuz Mandy Rose just did that not too long ago. So it, that that's why I, it's like uh you you kind of it, it seems too similar. Well, this is why I said, do you think it'd be a swerve? And the only reason I said a swerve was because she, she was saying, you know, letting go of, you know, her old self and becoming this new person. And so, like, with her social media for the last couple months, she's been tweeting, like, this real dark, like, almost emo type, you know, these tweets. And it's very sadistic in a way. And a lot, a lot of her words, you know, just she tweets in code a lot. And it's a lot different than what we seen in the vignette. So I was thinking, like, maybe the, this is only the first layer. Because when you said that, I kind of got the whole Mandy Rose vibe to her in the towel, her in the blind hair in the tub, this all girly girl with the candles. But then some, right. something, something is telling me that this is going to take a very sinister turn. I hope I'm right. But 
if it doesn't go dark or something completely different than what we're seeing right now, I'm getting Emelina all over again. Uh, do you remember Brodus Clay's vignettes before he debuted? Like, yeah, it was like, like serious. It was like, I'm the beginning. I am the end. And then, yeah, well, was a fucking fucker. So, yeah, somebody better call my mama. You know? like, <laughs> what the hell? This is different than the vignettes I was getting. That seemed more like Vince changing his mind at the last minute. You know what? Come out and be the Funkasaurus. Yeah, the Funkasaurus. <laughs> and he just started coming out with, yeah, yeah, you're going to have two cheerleaders. Yeah, we're going to put these big booty girls right next to you. There you go. Go out there and do this. <laughs> Funkasaurus. Yeah. Arr. Call my mama. Yeah, call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody better call hey, your mama. Hey, it's like, come on, man. Just... Hey, speaking of Brothers Clay, man, I said I was watching the interview with him. It was funny. He said, you know, towards the end of his money, everything he got so pissed off, he just blatantly started calling out his spots on TV. And I didn't realize that that's what he was doing until I went back and watched it. I'm like, oh, this dude really did. He's telling everybody, yo, duck. And you could clearly hear him say, get out the way. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, but nah, man. But seriously, going back to her, man. I, I'm kind of uh, on, on the same boat with you, though, okay, please. Because uh, Matt Hardy, he's been doing it a lot, too. These cryptic tweets, this and these cryptic messages, they're starting to get old because it seems like everybody's trying to be. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, what help me out? What is the word I'm looking for, man? Uh, see, okay, see, here's the here's here's the little bit of the issue. See, when Bray Wyatt did what he did, one we didn't know it was Bray Wyatt, and when it when it came out to be Bray. It made sense because we saw the transformation of what his character was before, and we already accepted his character before. We already knew those dimensions of this personalities that he has. So it, when he when he came back out as the fiend and started doing the Mister Rogers and all that, it, it 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 flowed with who he is and what he's done. And for Mandy, um, not for not Mandy, um. <laughs> I'm already messing up. Um, oh, Liv. Uh, what's old girl name? Liv, Liv. Yeah, Liv. Uh, for her, you know, she she hasn't really she she hasn't really done anything. So, <clears throat> if, if she's gonna be serious, okay, cool. Um, then my question is, is just where does it go? Is it gonna come borderline? Like, I don't want to see her be the, the raw version of Mandy Rose. Like, I don't want to see that. And so I, I'm 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 skeptical of what it is she's gonna come out and 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 present. Like, will it be something like EO, like how EO kind of flipped her role? <clears throat> you know, that worked for her. It didn't work for Bailey. It's not really working that well for Dakota. I mean, it's working better for Dakota than it is Bailey. But you, you still, you know, I, I, I I'm still curious to see what it where it turns out. I think the thing is with WWE, man, you got too many damn changes at one time. I mean, you got Seth Rollins, you got Daniel Bryan, you got the Finn, you got EO, you got Dakota, you got Rhea, you got... It's like, dude, Jesus, is anybody going to stay what they're supposed to be? It's been so many changes. I don't know who's here who's facing. And that's the problem with them. Because I feel like at any given moment, you could be a heel or face like Alexa Bliss. I'm I'm a bitch about this at the end of time. She came back out of nowhere, and all of a sudden, she's just the most loving person in the world. 
you got the Miz who couldn't fucking stand Daniel Bryan, and now he's on his whole you know baby face train. And this is like, yo, I feel like I'm in an alternate universe right now. Lacey Evans, she's doing the same shit she was doing as a heel, but somehow it's a face with no explanation. Like I don't get it. <laughs> I'm just yeah. Uh, they, they're trying to change things up which is fine I mean it, that's part of the business I don't have a problem with that when you're trying to change things up and do something different Um, it's just the problem is you haven't established so many of these people and because you have too many folks and you're trying to get people established you don't you, you're, you're throwing everything out there and it's not and it's not all going the way it needs to go. It's all falling apart, you know, halfway through. And that that's what's turning people off. Like, honestly, people are loving this Bobby Lashley and, and Rusev shit. I hate it. <laughs> I, I hate it because I want to see them doing more than just fighting over some chick. Like, this is, they're, they're bigger than that. And, and I should see more from them. Um but yeah, it, this is yeah, yeah. It's just it's just a lot of hit and miss. So, I guess you know, my question is, you know, nowadays we have the internet, we have so much accessibility. Uh, whether it's you know dirt sheets online, whether it's social medias, whether it's twenty thousand different reality shows, you know, showing these wrestlers. Do you think the problem is? And I'm going to say for WWE specifically, do you think the problem is we have too much accessibility to not only wrestling, but to the wrestlers? Because to me, there seems to be no sense of entry. You know, I mean, even me, myself growing up, being the youngest of the three, I remember, and you guys really remember, you know, I remember you, you, you never really knew what was going to happen week to week to week to week to week. You kind of had to really watch and figure out you know, and kind of go from there. Now, you know, us three, we pretty much call a whole entire show a week in advance. And sometimes we're right, sometimes we're not. Do you think the element of surprise is the problem or like thereof? Or do you think we're just being too overly judgmental of the product? Both. Both, yeah. Because well, we're, 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 we're over. <clears throat> we're overjudgmental because we love the business and we want to see it's like man when we see certain things it's like man we can imagine the direction that they're going and sometimes they'll hit that direction and then go a total left on us and sometimes they'll, they won't hit it at all and when we know that it can be better but we don't get it and then they continue to push stuff that it's like why are you, why is this more important? Why why are these lesser wrestlers getting more time than the ones that actually not only are over as wrestlers but over as a character? And I, I think that's just what it is. It's like that we 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 want to see the excitement. We want to see more. We want to see more of the Buddy Murphys and Alistair Black and Andrade's and all these other guys because not they're all, they're not only just interesting characters. And you can create stories with them, but they're good in a ring. And, you know, <clears throat> this Raw was actually – I like this Raw because there was a lot of wrestling. I hated the way the gauntlet match went, and I hated some of the people that were in it. But some of these matches, the tag match with the OC and the Viking Raiders, I like that match. 
And the main event, it was good. These were good matches. They got 10, 15, 20 minutes. You know, they got to tell a story, and they were with different characters of people. So I I wish this is something they would have done more often. You still could do the little stories. I mean, it didn't stop them from doing Alana and Rusev stuff. They still found time to do it, but you still put on good wrestling. So, you know, just, just focus on that and stop focusing – on trying to be so soap opery. I mean, we know you're a soap opera, but you're 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 world wrestling entertainment. Wrestling. Don't forget the wrestling. Yeah, well, Vince wants to forget the wrestling and just be entertainment. I got a question. All right. Take you back to your childhood, okay? Say okay, say um you're nine to 13 years old again okay mm. and you're watching wrestling right now okay you haven't watched okay say the monday night wars never existed in your mind okay you're right. you're, you're nine to 13 year olds and your younger self and you're watching today's product what would your nine to 13 year old self say watching this product if you've never seen the monday night wars? <coughs> would you like it would you be like Ugh. Okay, um, I'm, oh, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Kate ask. No, I'm gonna let you answer. It, then I want you to repeat your question. Okay. All right. So for me, for me, I think um, I would probably, I I probably still wouldn't really care for the Bobby Lashley and Rusev stuff because I didn't really care for some of the stuff back in the day. Like, okay, the Mark Merrill and Sable stuff. I didn't care for that. Like I didn't like there was just really certain stuff I really just didn't care for. Like when when the when DX came out, sure, of course. When the Rock came out, yeah, awesome. Undertaker, Mankind, if China came out and did something, okay, cool. If uh <clears throat> Jacqueline did something, like you know, there were certain people that I enjoyed and and if they did certain things, then sure, but there was a lot of stuff that I didn't like then that you know, people like now, but I I love wrestling. I love watching good matches and, and being entertained. I'm not saying lose the entertainment. I mean, there was a lot of times that, you know, the rock, you know, sometimes would, you know, kind of go long, but he would find a way to entertain. You know, there were moments where, you know, Vince would go long on a promo or something and it, it would kind of go bad. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would probably... I ain't gonna lie. I would probably be more of a AEW fan than I probably would be a WWE fan, just just based on um, the internet and 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 everything that we're seeing. Like, I would probably truly be more of an NXT guy. Like, I I, I think I would I would find myself being more of a like I don't really care for the main roster. Like, I would probably only watch it because of certain people that would have come off NXT. Okay. All right, franchise. What I said was, say you're nine to thirteen year olds. Okay, you're nine to thirteen year olds again. Okay. Okay. And, and you grew up during the uh, aggression, ruthless aggression era, right? Uh, yeah, in the attitude. Uh, aggression, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So you're nine. To, you're between nine and thirteen years old. Okay. You've never seen the attitude and the aggression era. Okay. You just see this era. You haven't seen any of that. What would your younger self think of this right now watching it? 
<laughs> That's a good question. Ah, because I'm 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 trying I'm trying to think of myself as you know back then and what I like. So mm-hmm. back then, you know, even still, you know, you guys know me, man. I'm wild. I'm unpredictable. I don't give a fuck. Um, I think from that standpoint, and just the shock factor of just you know feeling like. I can relate more to a character. I would say AEW. <laughs> uh, now, the, now the pure wrestling fan in me, and AEW got a lot of great wrestling. I'm not gonna lie, but there's just something about NXT. Um, you can say whatever you want about WWE performers, uh, characters, whatever. The one thing you can't deny. Is the motherfuckers can wrestle. Um, so I would say from a wrestling standpoint, wrestling being the key word, I would probably choose if I had to go strictly on wanting to watch wrestling, NXT. Okay. So so okay. Especially I'm, now I'm, with the cruiserweight, especially yeah. with them having the cruiserweight championship, because that's what I love when I watch WCW. Like that was one, that was one of the reasons what made me love it because of the cruiserweights and and those guys and and the things that they did and the high flying and the rope and climbing and the dives through the ropes and the hurricanes and the 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 tilt the world three sixty flips through the body and into a. a DDT and just just the tricks like so for them to get that back and add their style of wrestling to it, I, that yeah, it would definitely be an NXT AEW. Uh, and and I, and, I, and, I, and I'm gonna give one last reason why I would say NXT over AEW. Am I nine to thirteen year old? So right now, just looking at the product, to me, AEW by far head and shoulders is like the shit, right? But the one thing that me and K Breezy, we constantly bitch and complain about is um, the, I guess, or oh, what is it? The, 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 the way it's telegraphed. You can see moves too far in advance. Um, with NXT slash WWE, uh, this is where you can kind of tell, like, okay, this company has been around for a while. This company is a baby and it's just getting started. It's just little nuances that the casual fan might not catch, but to an experienced viewer, it's like, okay, you know, this guy, he looks like he knows what he's doing. This guy knows what he's doing, but he doesn't look like he knows he's doing as well as this guy. Like, yeah, this guy can pull off a better looking move, but can he execute the move as well as this guy? And I think that is probably my, only small little knock wrestling wise on NXT. I mean on AEW is that it 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 does look a little more choreographed as where NXT looks a little more kind of cohesive. But overall, I mean you can't go wrong with either one. Okay. I love it. okay. I think it I think it depends on who it is wrestling for NXT. Because there there's there was there's been quite a few moments like yeah I it's it's for me it's 60 40 both ways like it's it, it it's where it's they both have like a 60 percent of good wrestling but they also have a lot of 40 percent because a lot of nxt matches just you can pick any show for the last couple of weeks i'm pretty sure uh let's say if they had six matches three yeah, of those yeah. matches 
are bad matches. And you could probably say that for both shows, where it's like, yeah, these three matches for both shows were bad for the show, but everything else was good. All right. So when I said that, when I said, what would your younger self watch? You guys both said AEW and NXT. You did not say Raw or SmackDown. (laughs) And, okay, and here's why I'm glad you guys said AEW and NXT. When you, when we were all younger, because I probably would say AEW and NXT too. When we were younger, what was going on? What was going on? What, me and you? No, no, no. Yeah, when all three of us were younger. What was going on when we were younger, when we were around that age? Well, one, TV in general was a lot more... No, 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 no. I mean, I'm talking about with the wrestling. What was going oh. on? Oh, at that time, it was the it was the wars. It was yeah, the... Yes, and from, between... For who, me, it was the Monday Night who, Wars. Yes, between... Who, WWE and WCW. Okay, that proves my point, which are young, what I said. What would your younger self watch right now? Yeah, yeah. Wednesday night, AEW and NXT is WWE from back in the day. And it that's is. why, and that's what it reminds me of so much. And that's why I watch AEW. AEW reminds me of really much of a Nitro show because of the yeah, TNT feel. And, a, and Nitro barely had any women's wrestler. Yeah, they had a women's, you know, champion, but they barely had but any they, women's <clears throat> But to be fair, they weren't pushing women's wrestling like no, that no. back then. Yeah. Like, WWE had more than them, but even they weren't pushing it as much as they should have uh, then than they are now. I think that's why I'm, like, so, like, on AEW and NXT, because it reminds me of my childhood, and that's why we say we would rather watch Wednesdays because it reminds us of our childhood. And what we're seeing on Raw and SmackDown does not. So I think that's why we are so excited for Wednesdays. How when we were younger, we were so excited for Mondays. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, these last two months of AEW on TNT and uh, USA playing home to NXT, I cannot imagine having to sit here and only watch Raw SmackDown now. <laughs> if there was no AEW or NXT on Wednesday, like right now, say if there was, say after, say like, say next week, okay? They're like, yep, no more NXT and AEW. Do you know how freaking sad we would be on Wednesdays? <laughs> hey, I think that would be the end. Of, I, I think that'd be the end of the GOW. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. I was just gonna say that. Like, all right, guys, we'll respond on that last Hey, franchise be like finna call. Yep, nope, nope. 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 Nah, they finna call. <laughs> didn't didn't he get gonna that be sleep for real. <laughs> right. He's gonna be sleep for real. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like Wednesday is all like our Monday nights from when we were younger. It's yeah, I, I mean, like I like like I said before, there's characters, there's story, there there's some little gimmicks, there's the entertainment aspect on both of those shows, but you know, both shows give you that quality of wrestling, and regardless if it's perfect or if it's not, you still you get different people, and and that's the one thing that I that that I like about but watching both of those shows every week I see someone different. And 
and I and I don't just see the same six to eight people. Like I, you know, I get it. That, you know, there should be a certain amount of stars, but when the the, the one of the beautiful things about watching it, you know, the during the Monday Night Wars <clears throat> was because they had so many stars. Both shows had so many people. <clears throat> excuse me, that you could. You could you you could enjoy different characters and different stories and different matchups. So you know that's what that that's what I loved about it then. That's what I love about it now. And yeah, yeah, that's a good point, flawless man. That you know that's that's why there's such a a more appreciation for Wednesdays than it is compared for Monday and now Fridays. And you know, even <clears throat> more crazier, Pierre from the Quebecers is your ROH World Heavyweight Champion. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! From when we grew up in 1993 to 95, Pierre well, with the Mountie is look, their ROH World Champion right now. Look, AEW and WWE signed up all the talent, so outside of New Japan, no one else really got a shot. Yeah, or NWA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they need a TV deal. They do. They do. But uh, yeah, man. I like I like I said, man. It's been a great two months of, of Wednesdays. Um, as far as Mondays and Fridays, they can go fuck off for all I care. Looks like um, someone had a bad case of the Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will I will predict this though. I think between January and April. I think WWE, man, they're going to give NXT a run for the money in the ratings only because, you know, WrestleMania. So let me ask you guys this. I, between WrestleMania and SummerSlam, do we see that really – do you think this is really where we're going to figure out where NXT and uh, AEW stands as far as the ratings? Because we already know, leading up to WrestleMania, it is what it is. But after WrestleMania, do we think this is going to be the year – to really solidify who's the better brand, NXT, AEW, or is it still too new? I think it's still too new. You got to give them a full year to be fully develop. I mean, okay. AEW's still a baby when it comes to TV. So around WrestleMania, they're only going to be, it's only going to be in like six months. So it's like, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. But <clears throat> as long as, uh, Long they continue to you know continue to do be different, continue to do what they're doing. Hey, but I, not I, freaking pay per views. <laughs> yeah, I mean just 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 continue to put out good content. It doesn't have to be perfect, you know. And that, and that, and I think that's that's something that you know a, a true a true fan, young or old, could really you know be appreciative of. You don't have to be perfect. Just let it flow. Let it let it just work its way out, and and, and let it be. Let it let it grow into that beautiful butterfly. Okay, <laughs> just 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 let it fly, and you know you won't you won't hit on everything. You'll make some misses, but when you do hit, and it and it's awesome, man. You know that's that's what that's when you have something great. So we'll we'll, we'll see, man. And I What's love it? I love AEW Dark, you know. I mean, it's awesome, you know. Hey, like you know, we've been saying Kenny Omega didn't wrestle this week. Well, hey, AEW Dark, yeah, he did. I want to watch him, you know. Like What's AEW it? Dark has some good matches. Well, speaking of AEW and NXT, 
you know, tomorrow night, you know, uh, a mere 24 hours away from now. Oh, dang. We, we, we will have been indulged in probably one of the best wrestling nights of the year. You know, looking at both these cards, I'm going to have to, uh, when, I, when, I, when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to have to look at the AEW card and the NXT card. And I'm going to have to see which one I'm going to watch and which one I'm going to record. Because I think for the first time since the wars, man, I'm not so sure I might be watching AEW first. And this is very interesting. So we still see. Yeah, we will. But I like I said, I, I already made it very clear. Uh, I will be watching NXT. I will be watching Balor versus Cole. 30 minutes, no interruption. Um, so, yeah. Y'all let me know how that six man is. I'm gonna be watching the main event start of the show. Uh they just canceled Ballard Cole. Uh Cole's injured, so they're gonna do it next week. Don't play with me, man. <laughs> don't play with me. Hey, hey, don't, 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 don't play with me. Oh, he full of shit. <laughs> I man, I don't know with him, man. That's why I don't be no no. no. Sorry. Hold on, who do you say was injured? Cole or Ballard? Cole. So it's gonna so Roddy Strong gonna step up. So it's gonna be Ballard versus Strong. It's gonna be Ballard versus Poppy Fish. Let's no, see. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Oh yeah, because I'm about to say because. Cause I'm looking it up right now. I, I straight looked at the phone like, man, he full of shit. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I All right, don't know you... which one I'm gonna watch tomorrow. You know. So. Oh, stop playing. We know what you're watching. You watching AEW? <laughs> you ain't even got. You ain't even got to fake the phone. He said, "I don't know what I'm gonna watch." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, y'all. Well. I mean, as as much fun as I had talking to you guys, man, you know, it's about that time for me to go ahead and lay it on down, man. Yep, go to bed and beat that uh, traffic tomorrow, not like some people. Right. <laughs> well, y'all have fun with that, man. Oh, well, 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 well excuse me, Mr. Stay-at-home, man. Yeah, yeah, it must be nice to be off, jeez. <laughs> man, you can't say shit. You just had six days off. I don't want to hear nothing come out of your mouth. Yeah, 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 you hypocrite. Wow. It's because I'm black, huh? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, man, but no. Nah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as always, it's an honor and a privilege. It's yours truly, the 26-year-old piece of gold. He's too cold. He's flawless. Peace. Deuces. Deuces.